Welcome to the Business Done Differently podcast, where we believe whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. And that standing out is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Jesse Cole, and it's showtime. Excited to have Brian Scudamore back, the founder of One Got Junk and the CEO of OTE Brands, author of WTF. His episode was 161. Great episode. And now, obviously, with a big company, a lot of people. And uh, as you say, Brian, it's all about the people. And so I'm excited to see what you did and what you've been doing since the virus hit. And uh, you know, this is business done differently. And I know you do things differently. So I'd love to hear. Yeah, we're trying. You know, I appreciate you having me back on the podcast. It's unprecedented times. I know everyone's using that word and it still sometimes feels surreal, right? In Vancouver, we've got two offices, one in Vancouver, one in Toronto, and then of course, franchise partners all over Canada, the US and Australia, and everyone's being hit some harder than others. But uh, let's see, March 13th, we shut down the office. And I remember just going, okay, like, when are we coming back? What does that look like? And I started growing the beard on uh, March 13th. So I've got this visual sort of measurement of how long I've been in uh, isolation here. But what have we done differently? I I don't know if it's, you know, we're trying to copy others that are having good success, keeping Mm -hmm. in touch with their employees. I think the things that we're doing that our franchise partners are really telling us they love is how much we're staying in touch. So we have 250 franchise partners. Over the last few days, I've reached out to every single one of them. means a lot of phone calls, a lot of texts, a lot of emails, but I've connected with everybody. And when you send an email to someone and ask them how they're doing during these times, you often get long, long stories of someone says, you know, my father-in-law had COVID, he was in the hospital, now he's out. Or I heard someone saying that they had someone pass. You also hear stories of people saying they don't know how they're going to survive this financially. Or someone who's a single guy living at home and has his, his dark thoughts at night about how to get through this. And he's got no one to talk to other than through Zoom. So I think connecting with our people has been, first and foremost, the most important thing. Weekly Zoom calls. So you know, you'll get the grid on the computer that shows you know, screen after screen of groups of 25 franchise partners at a time that you can see some smiling faces, some concerned faces, depending what week it is. I mean, you could see everybody going, <sighs> big deep breaths, including myself, just yeah. the anxiety of, of what we're facing. But it's, we know, we've always said bigger and better together. And while sales aren't necessarily bigger right this minute, we know we're better together and we're focused on connecting at every possible turn. And as a leadership team, so March 13th, you tell everyone the office is shutting down now. March 13th is my birthday. And I remember it vividly. I think the pandemic was announced on March 12th by the president. And so March 13th, you shut it down. So then what happened from you and your leadership team? What were the discussions? What, how were you guys going to pivot and move through this? Yeah, so my birthday is also around there. It was March 16th and I, uh, I turned 50. And it's a 50th birthday I'll remember forever because I had my close family there. I, I couldn't even have my mother because she's almost 70 and she's worried about getting the virus. So uh, she wasn't at my little party. And then you had some neighbors come out on the street, you know, across the way with their own wine and, and glasses sort of toasting and saying happy birthday. So it was unusual. But March 13th, I remember when we said we, we have to shut down the office. We've got to be safe here. We're doing it before an actual governmental uh, order. We wanted to take leadership. And, uh, and then we said, okay, well, how do we get the sales center, all our call center agents out of the office? Because our software and our whole phone system wasn't set up to have at-home agents. Yeah. So we got all our corporate staff, hundreds of people out, and we had the sales center staff. And we said, now that we've got more space in the office 
for about a week, we had to have our call center agents in the office spread out far from each other beyond the required six feet. They were much further apart. And we said, let's work with the technology. Let's have our uh, business technology team find a creative solution so that we can have at-home agents. And uh, about a week later, we were able to have a combination of our own software and Zoom have our agents answer calls from home as they are today. Now, uh, you know, that was, you felt like we had a little bit of two standards there, which didn't feel great. We had to keep the business running as best we could. We couldn't get everybody out of the office right away, but we did our best to try and keep them as safe as we could. And we didn't have any known cases of, uh, of COVID. So I think we got lucky and, uh, and made some good decisions, but we're dealing with it day by day as things continue to evolve. What, what has been some unique uh, messaging that you've done, Brian, to either your people? You know, I, I love that you reached out to all 250 franchise partners, but either unique messaging to your people or unique messaging to your, your customers. Obviously, it's a time that trying to sell people is wrong and trying to be there for people is, is the move. How did you embody that or make some moves there over the last few weeks? So of our O2E brands businesses, just to give you a little sort of snapshot of where they're at, because they're all different. 1-800-GOT-JUNK in most places is considered an essential service because it's waste removal. Yes. So we can continue to operate. I know you saw one of our trucks and sent me a photo the other day. But we have to operate under different parameters. And I'll get to that in a minute. Wow, one day painting, we can do exterior. I mean, that's physical distancing at its best. You can't get two people on a ladder. Everybody's spread out. So that's great. But we won't go into people's homes. Shack Shine is mostly exterior work. Same thing. We can still do that business but we won't go and do the windows on the inside of the house. We'll come back at a later, safer time to do those yes. for free. So we've had to adjust. So our businesses are different levels depending on where they are. I mean, New York, 1-800-GOT-JUNK has shut down because it's just too dangerous, too dense. But in most places, 1-800-GOT-JUNK is still operating. And what we've done is we've created a model called no-contact junk removal. They still have to contact us to book the job, which they can do safely online or over the phone. But when we're on site, We're not touching their credit card. It's all through tap or it's done through online portal. Our our truck team members, it's one person per truck so that we're safe. We might pull up with two trucks so that the truck team members can load the junk together, but they're still spread out more than six feet away. They're sanitizing, they're taking temperatures, they're doing all these different protocols that many businesses would do to prove they're safe, but they are not going into customers' homes unless there's an absolute safe distance from truck team members and the customer. So there's no contact junk removal. We're still getting quite the demand for our services because you know something I didn't realize until a couple of weeks in was, like myself, people are stocking up on groceries. Yes. And if you don't have a ton of space, you take that cold storage room or garage, you get rid of a bunch of junk to then make room for more important things like food and toilet paper. <laughs> and so uh, it's one of those things that we've had to adapt the model, but there's still quite the demand for a business, which, is, which has been good. Yeah, that's great. You know, I be, being at your place, Brian, I could feel the energy. Obviously, being at your annual event, and it was unbelievable. But just being in your offices, and obviously, I was a part of one of the epic huddles. How have mm-hmm. you continued that? Like, is this growing your culture? Or is it hurting your culture? And what are you doing to keep that strong? So someone came up with the suggestion of we've done huddle every single day, and we've never missed a, a weekday in almost 15 years. So someone said, we have to still do huddle huddle every day now that we're not in the office. So we didn't miss a day. We didn't miss a beat. We went right to Zoom. And it was interesting because I thought, oh, this is going to be boring. I mean, here we are. (laughs) Nobody can talk. You've just got one person presenting from home. 
but it really is truly something that I look forward to and I know everybody does. We use the group chat to share some good news and kudos and jokes about people that are presenting. There's a certain number of presenters who will take time, uh, take turns presenting from home. And so you'll get somebody who's got like a full uh, shirt and tie on, but then he shows that he's got, you know, sweatpants on the bottom. Or you'll get, you know, I hosted from home one day and I was in my pajamas. And I'm just like, okay, pajama day. And everybody kind of had fun with it and said, okay, you know what? Let's officially make it pajama day. And the next day, everybody worked from home in pajamas. Uh, We we do a first round Friday every week where we have that first drink out of the the office together, whether it's a, a soda or a beer or a glass of wine. We've been doing them uh, weekly online through Zoom. So I'll sit on my back deck with my doc, uh, with my dog, and I'll do a toast and cheers my glass of wine. We're doing some fun things. One of the best moments, my highlight, I think, from our huddles was someone declared it fam- bring your family to work day. Now, of course, <laughs> when you're working from home, you've got your family at work with you. And so everybody on these screens, I mean, it, it literally brought a little bit of a tear to my eye. I've never been in so many homes at once, mm-hmm. and I've never seen everybody with all their kids at once. And you can see, you know, my little kids and everyone's kids on people's shoulders and laps and uh, furry pets and the whole bit. And it was just like, wow, when you think of the lives we impact with our businesses, there was no better way than to see it in that moment, all these hundreds of people and their kids and families brought to work. So that was pretty special. I can only imagine how proud you felt, you know, just seeing our small team and seeing the impact that we've had and you know, so many people are, we say, what are we thankful for today? We do our calls every day and we do national anthems. We all stand and do the national anthem before the call. Right. It's, it's yeah. really, but um, it's good. It's good. Uh, oh, it's fun. But one of our people, uh, I'm so thankful that I have a job. And he said, mm-hmm. everyone around me, my family's been affected. They've lost people. In my family have lost jobs. My best friends have lost jobs. So I'm mm-hmm. so thankful to have a job. And for me and Emily, you know, we get emotional thinking about that, like that we're providing during this time. Mm-hmm. And so from you seeing not just the people, but the families, the kids, the spouses. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was a very proud moment. Proud moment, but also heart-wrenching at times too, because with our sales volume being down in the call center and some people not having Wi-Fi or an internet connection mm-hmm. to be able to work from home, we also had to lay off some agents. Mm-hmm. Now, you make some layoffs in tough times, but when you think of how those people are impacted during these tough times, yeah. you know we've worked really, really hard to try and keep all our people employed. Yes. We've had uh, crazy discussions about all the different options and trying to work through government funding. And there's just been no easy answers, but mm-hmm. we've been working hard at it. That's when it gets hard. You feel, you feel proud, but you also feel a sense of responsibility. Now, a business has to carry on and thrive for the future. So yeah. you can't always keep everybody and say, hey, you know, we're going to play the role of government. We're going to fund everybody forever. You know, that's just not practical. But I know that uh, an it's all about people culture. We're doing a lot of really good work and I've got an incredible team who's worked tirelessly to try and make sure we can preserve as many jobs as possible until things start to go back on the upswing and we get back to growth. You know, there's a great interview with Danny Meyer. If you're familiar with Danny Meyer. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah the, uh, uh, here I am wearing a, a Shack Shine hat, but he's the Shake Shack. There you go. And uh, so a great interview with him with Reed Hoffman on Masters of Scale. And he said, Mm. he had to let go, I don't know, a huge percentage of his employees. And he said, but us getting to survive is going to be better to bring them all back with us again. And so he looked Mm. at it, said a short term, it's going to be tough, but we're going to do this. So we stay uh, stay alive to be able to bring them back again. And so it was a different way of looking at it that say, hey, it's Mm. it's not the end. 
Brian, this has been great. I, I guess just, is there any quick wins or you know, best practices you would share during this time as a leader or to keep mm-hmm. your team all about the people that someone could take mm-hmm. away? Yeah, you know, so a little one that I would say is something you can take home, but you can also use it with your team is gratitude. What are you grateful for? I remember years and years ago, I was a guest on the Oprah Winfrey show. It was one of our big media hits. And I became an even bigger fan of Oprah, just seeing you know, she was the real deal. And something I took from her was every night before bed, think of or write down five things you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And what we do as a family, both my own family, and then we've done it a bit as a business family, it's simple. Every day, every night around dinner, uh, because now we get to have every single dinner and every meal together as a family, which is nice on most fronts. And I'll sit down with them and we'll say, okay, what are you grateful for today? And during the time of of this pandemic, you can still find moments of gratitude. And the kids will actually bring it up and they'll say, hey, we got to do grateful. What are we grateful for? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'll find we're actually done dinner and we've spent the whole dinner talking about what we're grateful for. So I think that's a little take home of, how do you keep a positive spirit during unprecedented, turbulent times? How do you stay away from the news? How do you focus on the good? How do you focus on how we'll come out the other side, better human beings? I mean, I do believe that this pandemic, all tragedies aside, we're all going to, as human beings, look at this and say, you know what? There were some things that taught us. There were ways that made us different. I think back to grandparents who were in the depression or in the war. I mean, they talk about the moments of the gifts that they received from those hard times. And I think that this will be very similar. No, outstanding. Well, I'll tell you, Brian, and sincerely, I am grateful for you. Before all this craziness, a month before it all hit, I was able to spend time with you and your amazing team and my wife yeah. and my two-year-old, almost two-year-old son. And uh, yeah. what an amazing experience we had. And we left inspired yeah. by your people. And it's obvious you have something uh, so special. So thank you for what you're doing for so many people. And uh, we're truly grateful for you, my friend. Well, thank you. And I appreciate having me and, and even taking me back to that moment when you were in Vancouver at our big kickoff to think, you know, we shook hands, we high-fived, we hugged, you know, and, and how the world's changed. But you know what? We will all be better and we'll get back to a great place at some point. So uh, thanks for sharing your message. All the best to you and Emily and uh, all the best with the Savannah Bananas. Thank you. Brian, if I remember, we were all also dancing together. So all of us were dancing together and we're all going to be dancing together again. So it's just a matter of time, my friend. Thanks, Yeah, stay healthy, stay well. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Business Done Differently, where we believe whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. And that standing out is the best way to grow your business. For more information about the guest and topics covered on this episode, visit findyouryellowtux.com or shoot me a note at jesse at findyouryellowtux.com. Until next time, stop standing still, start standing out.